this is Daniel White III, President of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House Daily Reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 683, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. And allow me to say a big thank you to all of my children who have had a hand in setting their old father up to continue to preach the gospel and to preach the word of God every day. And especially to Daniqua, to Daniel Ezekiel, Daniqua Grace, Daniel Ezekiel, and Daniel Elizabeth, my three youngest children. It's rare for the three youngest children to do just as well as the oldest children and probably more under and under more duress. That's rare. Uh, but uh, these children uh, are serving the Lord for real. And uh, they have been a tremendous blessing to God and to Jesus and to me as their father and as the only pastor they know. And uh, uh, and so a lot of what you see, they have set me up where all I have to do is show up and do what I'm supposed to do. And that is a tremendous blessing. And I hope that they'll do it until I die. But I have already told them. They're all grown now. Most of them have finished college. Uh, we only have uh, two more, I believe. Many of them, uh, 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 well, the oldest two have multiple degrees. And, uh, and, and I told them that just let me know when you want to pursue something else. You have done well. Just give me uh, uh, a certain number of days notice. Help me get somebody else to take your place because we still need the help. And so that the ministry will go on and carry on for years to come. And, uh, and it is uh, my prayer that Daniqua Grace, Daniel Ezekiel, and Daniel Elizabeth, uh, before they move on with their lives and pursue their dreams, uh, and they will continue to serve the Lord, and they'll continue to serve in the ministry and help the ministry, but not as much. I don't expect that of, uh, I don't expect that of all of my children. I told them, you're not a prophet. You, you helped a prophet, and that's, you're going to get the same reward I get. But you're not a prophet. I told my daughter, Danny and Anita, Anita, that when they moved out years ago, and they moved into an apartment and everything, they were going to do the minimalist kind of living that we, I have lived all of my life, which I love. I love the minimalist lifestyle. I'm a very simple person like my dad. And um, I never got caught up in the charismatic 
prosperity gospel foolishness, which spilled over into uh, evangelicalism and uh, in the Protestant uh, community. Never got caught in God never let God never put that in my heart. Never let me get caught up in that. And I thank God for that. And so uh, we lived a very frugal, Spartan lifestyle. And I, my heart is so blessed that my oldest daughter, who is still extremely young before, even 31 years old, she's turning 32, my wife tells me, in a few days on Thanksgiving, I believe. And uh, she's driving a new, fine Mercedes. Mercedes. And she's had good cars ever since she's left home, by the grace of God. And also, she lives in a mansion, and she's able to help her siblings and help her father. She's helped me in the ministry financially big time. Big time. I already told you that. And they're all thriving and succeeding even in this demonic woke world. And if and I told as I to, as I told them today in the email, every last one of them, if you pray without ceasing and obey God from what you have been taught from the Word of God by me, not only will you continue to succeed and prosper that way, not in the false prosperity gospel way, naming and claiming foolishness. And my daughter Danny knows not to get in debt. She knows that. And she knows to tithe and give. I taught her that at one of our lowest points in our wilderness journey. I, I taught her, we get a dollar in, you give 20 cents, 15 cents. And uh, we started at 20 cents, <laughs> but we learned that we need to come on down a nickel, <laughs> 15%. But I taught her that she wanted to support World Vision, and I said, we want to support World Vision. Any money comes in, you make sure we tithe and give. And she did that, and she knows to continue to do that. That's one of the reasons why she's so blessed today. And, uh, and so, uh, and I want them to continue to be blessed, and I don't want them to be bothered by woke, devilish people who can't stand for people to do well and do better than they have done, and they want to bring them down like a bunch of southern crabs in a bucket. Anyway, this unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today, my beloved, we're reading 2 Chronicles chapter 10, verses 11 through 19. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise you and I thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace, your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, 
your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word. I pray, Lord, tonight, hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I praise you and I thank you for everybody who's saved in my family, everybody who's saved in this audience, in this country and around the globe. I include them in this prayer. I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon us for those of us who are saved and born again. And Lord, you have led me and taught me to make that very clear because unfortunately there are many people in the church who are tares, who are terrorists, and they're not wheat, they're not born again. And Lord, you have shown me that Probably over 80% of the people in the church, in these mega churches today, have never been born again, never been saved. And therein lies so many problems that we have in the church today. But anyway, Lord, for those of us who are saved, please have mercy and grace upon us. And please forgive us of our many sins, our unrighteousness, our ungodliness and our evil thoughts, grieving and quenching your Holy Spirit. All uncleanness and all unrighteousness. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would deliver each and every one of us tonight as we go into Sunday morning Deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Lord, help us not to get distracted from you, blinded by the worldly lights, as one of the popular singers sings about. Holy Father God, help us not to get blinded by the television box full of dead works and foolishness, evil and sin. Help us not to get blinded by Hollywood lights, where some people think movies are more important than you. Lord God in heaven, help us not to get blinded by the rigged, Uh, waste of time games that people get all caught up in because they are not caught up in you. Help us not to love this world, but to love you back. And Lord God in heaven, help us who are saved by your grace to humble ourselves tonight, to pray, to seek your face, to turn from our wicked ways, to repent of our sins, and to get back to you, our first love. And, uh, Holy Father God, I pray tonight for the salvation of those who are lost, including my wife, my wife's mother, her aunts, her siblings, my mother, my siblings, just the four of us are left Uh, now, 
And Lord, uh, help my sister Sheila, my sister Lynn, and I'm already prepared to even die before our mother. And uh, that's not how it's supposed to be, uh, but uh, uh, I believe that's the way it's going right now. And so, Lord, help them to truly believe in you and not believe in religion. And help them to get obedient to you and not be over men in the ministry and over men in their homes. And, uh, Lord, I pray for my other family members as well. And Holy Father God, I pray for the salvation of the lost in this audience, in this country and around the globe. I pray for the revival and healing of those who are saved. I pray, Lord, for the healing of those, Lord, who are sick and help us to do it your way on an individual basis. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray that you would protect and comfort and deliver those who are hurting from the coronavirus plague, the plague of long continuance, and uh, the uh, multiple plagues that have come out of it. Draw everybody, Lord, to yourself for salvation. For many people do not understand that many bad things happen for our good, so that we will see you so that we will humble down and do what we know we should do. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus uh, Christ that tonight uh, you would lift our burdens, cares, worries, anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears. Fill us with your peace that pass of all understanding your joy unspeakable for those who, of us who are saved and born again and are willing and have confessed our sins and have repented of our sins. And Holy Father God, thank you for giving me and other Christians the ability to take pleasure in our persecutions, tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, tensions, uh, distresses and afflictions. But at the same time, Holy Father God, uh, I thank you for the liberty to pray that you would deliver us from them as well. As well as spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student loan, uh, student progress. Lord, help all of my children, if you tell you're coming to finish what they started. As they know, Lord, I have always been big on that because I want them to have that sense of accomplishment and that sense of completion. And no matter what the devil says, no matter what the devil is doing, no matter what other people are doing, no matter what the flesh is uh, uh, doing, Lord, help them to stay focused because it will be of great value to them as it has been to Danny, Daniel, Danita, Danae, and uh, Lord, all of my children. Uh, with the power of your Holy Spirit and with your biblical knowledge in them, it's a, it's a, a potent weapon that they can use to 
skip over a whole bunch of foolishness and sin and evil to accomplish great things and to do quite well in their lives. And I thank you so much for leading me to write the books, Letters to Young Black Men and Letters to Young Black Women, that they have followed based upon your holy word, and so many other thousands of young people have followed tonight. And Holy Father God, three young black men, they were doing it right. And it's a shame that I have not heard much about that situation. For the woke media does not want to talk much about that. Uh, And then the children out there in Idaho, the young people out there in Idaho. Um... And, and, and we just are not getting enough information about this. But, Lord, those three young men and those young people, they, they were not perfect, but they, they were moving on with their lives. I personally believe college is important, um, but done the right way. And they were on their way. While trying to do the right thing, they were murdered. And I pray that you would comfort the hearts and lives of those parents. For to this day, they are devastated. And there's no human comfort that can get them through it. Only you can get them through it. And so, Holy Father God, no amount of money can get them through it. If each one of them received a billion dollars, they would rather have their precious child that they had raised up to that point. God, have mercy upon all of the parents who have lost children. Comfort them as only you can. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight... Uh, that you would protect my family and my children and the children of the people with me tonight. And Dr. Ed Young Jr., as he was preaching on wokeism, announced that he was going to preach about the children. And the whole church erupted in applause because they see their children being destroyed and slipping away. Open the blinded eyes of all of our children, for this is the age of deception. That's what wokeism is. Deceiving and being deceived. And Holy Father God, I pray that you bless and protect my family and everybody else's family that names the name of Christ and protect us tonight from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, evil people in the world. Place, Lord, upon us tonight the whole arm of God. Surround us tonight with a band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the blood of Christ. Make us whiter than snow, afresh and anew. And Lord, have all that uh, I do and all that we do to be done for your glory, praise, and honor, and for the glory, praise, and honor 
of your Holy Son, who is sitting at your right hand tonight, Jesus Christ. For it is in his holy name we pray. Amen. I don't know why I can't sing, but every time I finish praying, I feel like singing. But I will try my best to spare you tonight. Second Chronicles chapter 10, verses 11 through 19. For whereas my father put a heavy yoke upon you, I will put more to your yoke. My father chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. So Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam on the third day, as the king bade, saying, Come again to me on the third day. And the king answered them roughly, and King Rehoboam forsook the counsel of the old men, and answered them after the advice of the young men, saying, My father made your yoke heavy, but I will add thereto, My father chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. So the king hearkened not unto the people, for the cause was of God that the Lord might perform his word which he spake by the hand of Ahijah the Shalonite to Jeroboam the son of Nebat. And when all Israel saw that the king would not hearken unto them, the people answered the king, saying, What portion have we in David? And we have none inheritance in the son of Jesse. Every man to your tents, O Israel, and now, David, see to thine own house. So all Israel went to their tents. But as for the children of Israel that dwelt in the cities of Judah, Rehoboam reigned over them. Then King Rehoboam sent Hadaram that was over the tribute, and the children of Israel stoned him with stones, that he died. But King Rehoboam made speed to get him up to his chariot to flee to Jerusalem. And Israel rebelled against the house of David unto this day. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise you and I thank you for your holy word and the richness of it. And how wherever we begin to read it as saved people, it speaks to our hearts in special, unique ways. Help us to love it more, to obey it more, to apply it to our lives more, to teach it more, and to preach it more, and to preach your holy gospel more. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen. 
Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, family members, my beloved, uh, this is Daniel White the Third, President of Gospel Light Society International, with the Scripture and the Sense podcast. That is episode number 1025, where I simply read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry Commentary or some other reputable commentary or study Bible. This podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where it says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly, and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it, it is my prayer that the church would be revived and that the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of God to come and from the eternal burning hell by believing in none other than Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for our sins, and who said the most important words ever said in the history of the world to mankind when he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you have not believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, do so now and call on his name in prayer. For the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Today, my beloved, we are reading Matthew chapter 3, verses 7 through 12. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, He said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits meet for repentance, and think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of those, or rather these stones, to raise up children under Abraham. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. 
whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. My dear friends, I just read in your hearing Matthew chapter 3, verses 7 through 12, illegal ceremonies. Others of them were detestable hypocrites, making their pretenses to holiness a cloak for their iniquity, as so many pastors and preachers and so-called prophets and evangelists and prophetesses are doing today. God help us. The Sadducees ran into the opposite extreme, denying the existence of spirits and a future state. They were the scornful infidels of that time. They were woke and uh, country. There is a wrath to come. It is the great concern of everyone to flee from that wrath, that is God's wrath, God, who delights not in our ruin, has warned us of our ruin if we don't repent. He warns by the written word. He warns by ministers. He warns by our own conscience. And those are not worthy of the name of penitence or their privileges who say they are sorry for their sins yet they persist in their sins. It becomes penitence to be humble and low in their own eyes and thoughts, to be thankful for the least mercy and grace of God, patient under the greatest affliction and distress, to be watchful against all appearances of sin and evil and temptations, to abound in every duty, and to be charitable in judging others, here is a word of caution not to trust in outward privileges and outward things. There is a great deal which carnal hearts are apt to say within themselves to put aside the convincing, commanding power of the word of God. Multitudes, by resting in the honors and mere advantages of their being members of an outward church, come short of heaven, and we have millions like that today. Sad to say, that's why the church is in trouble. Here is a word of terror to the callous and secure souls. Our corrupt hearts cannot be made to produce good fruit unless the regenerating spirit of Jesus Christ graft the good word of God upon them and every tree. However high in gifts and honors, however green in outward professions and performances, if it bring not forth good fruit, the fruits meet for repentance, is hewn down and cast into the fire of God's wrath. The fittest place for barren trees. What else are they good for? Nothing. If not fit for fruit, they are fit for fuel. John shows the design and intention of Christ's appearing, which they were now speedily to expect. No outward forms can make us clean. No ordinances can make us clean. By whomsoever administered, be it a pope or a priest or a pastor or a bishop or a preacher, 
or after whatever mode can supply the want of the baptism of the Holy Ghost and of fire. The purifying and cleansing power of the Holy Spirit alone can produce that purity of heart and those holy affections which accompany salvation. There are things, by the way, that accompany salvation, and you better have those things. It is Christ who baptizes with the Holy Ghost. This he did in the extraordinary gifts of the Holy Spirit sent upon the apostles. Isaiah 21.10, true believers are as wheat, substantial, useful, and valuable. Hypocrites are as chaff, light and empty, useless and worthless, carried about with every wind of doctrine. These are mixed, good and bad, in the same outward communion. There is a day coming when the wheat and chaff shall be separated. The last judgment will be the distinguishing day when saints and sinners shall be parted forever. In heaven the saints are brought together and no longer scattered. They are safe and sound and no longer exposed, separated from corrupt neighbors without and corrupt affections within. Glory be to God, and there is no chaff among them. Hell is the unquenchable fire, which will certainly be the portion and punishment of hypocrites, phonies and fakes and unbelievers, even though they may be church members, and I'm adding that part. Here life and death, good and evil, are set before us. According as we now are in the field, we shall be then in the floor. Glory be to God. Amen. Go ahead, Matthew Henry. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and thank you so much for your holy word. And Lord, this was worth it all to be up this late at night. And I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. Help us to never forget what we just heard. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friends, we move over to the family segment, and what I call the family verses. And tonight we're in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. And uh, uh, for all of our years of being married together, when I realized my wife was being used by the devil to try to hinder the ministry uh, and to hinder the minister too, God spoke to my heart to read Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6 to remind her of what she promised that she would be willing to do. And so we read it every day. Sometimes we didn't read the whole thing. Most days we read the whole thing. But there were periods where we just read and emphasized certain portions of Ephesians 5 and Ephesians 6 that deal with the family. Very few days we didn't read this part. Because if you don't understand this part, your family will be destroyed. Either inwardly or outwardly or both. Because if you don't understand that the devil is seeking to destroy your family and you want to blame your husband and blame your wife and blame your children and blame your parents and everybody else 
and you don't understand and see that the devil is the one behind all of that. You're going to hate one another. You're going to despise one another. And so forth. So let's read some of it to show you what I'm talking about. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You're going to get most of your satanic attacks in your family. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's the key verse that I want you to understand. If you don't understand that, then you're going to be at each other's throats all of your married life. And uh, if you don't understand that the devil is seeking to destroy your marriage and your family, it's not just your wife and it's not just you, your husband, it's not just your children, it's not just the parents. The devil is working behind the scenes on everybody to try to destroy that marriage because God gets great honor and great glory through a family. And remember now, families make up the church. So if you got hell in the family, you're going to have hell in the church, you're going to have hell in society, and so forth. Dr. Tony Evans can say it better than I can. He, he'll take it all the way to 12 levels. But you get the idea. And that's what has happened. So, don't go to bed angry. Pray without ceasing. Read the word of God. Pray protection from the devil and the demons of hell over your family. Or the devil will destroy your family, my dear friends. Let's pray, fathers. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation of those families that don't know you, that they will come to know you and obey your holy word. It is so refreshing to see two uh, weddings over this past week, one last Saturday, one this Saturday, one at Mar-a-Lago, one at the White House. Makes no difference what people think about these two uh, presidents. Uh, it's beautiful to see young people get married. Uh, they're forming a strong foundation for the family, for the community, for the church, and for the nation by doing so. And so help people, young people, to get married and to do it your way, according to your holy word. And Lord, we pray uh, that you would have mercy and grace upon those of us who name the name of Christ. Please forgive us of our sins of disobeying your great commandment and your great commission and help us to repent. And Lord God in heaven, we do pray for the millions who are hurting, but we pray for a few by name who are still hurting from the coronavirus plague and uh, other plagues. 
And we pray that you will comfort them and draw them to yourself for salvation. We pray for the family and friends of South Dakota resident Mark Lewis. We pray for the family and friends of Texas resident Veronica Perla. We pray for the family and friends of Wisconsin resident Robert Marcel Jr. And Lord, we pray for the thousands of people who have sent in prayer requests, salvation, spiritual, family, life, financial, material, protection, and provision, blessings upon them all, protect them all from the coronavirus plague. But we pray also for a few people who have sent in some new prayer requests, uh, and we pray for them by name and per their need. We pray, Lord, for Pastor Bushibi. We join him in thanking you for the vibrant worship service and for the addition of new members to your kingdom. Pastor Bushibi has learned, as I have learned, that you're the one who gives vibrant good services, and we give you the glory, praise, and honor for that. And thank you, Lord, for the soul saved, restored, and delivered, lives changed, and people healed. Thank you for blessing the prayers for the nation's event. Thank you for the ministry opportunities. Through the Board of Management of Starlight High School, please give gracious favor to greater harvests of souls being saved. Heal Dora's knees, deliver Africa from drought, famine, and starvation. Please provide them with Bibles for new souls, basics for orphans and widows, food and water, ministry resources, and provide for the upcoming women and youth conferences coming up in December if you should tarry your coming and if you would allow us to live. And, Lord, we pray for Marie Grace. Please keep her safe, secure, and protected from bad people. And gang associates, stop these people from walking on your, her property and deliver her from them. Please bless her with a safe place to live. We pray for PTK. Please save his soul, comfort him, provide for him and his family, and give them love, joy, peace, and hope in you. Help him to look to you and not his circumstances. Help him to serve others and glorify you. We pray for Jensen. Please bless him with the Holy Spirit's mighty anointings, with all spiritual, physical, soul blessings, divine intervention, protection, wisdom, connections, and wealth blessings. Bless him with anointings and gifts of the Holy Spirit, power of authority and fruits of the Holy Spirit. Help him to do your ministry mightily in Jesus Christ's name, uh, name, deliver him from all curses and satanic evil works, protect him from the coronavirus plague, and bless him with prosperity in his own house in a blessed atmosphere. And Lord, we pray for the people now who have believed in you, Lord Jesus Christ, from the hearing of the gospel from this pulpit, uh, and, Lord, we pray that you'll help them to stand strong in the faith and to grow in the faith. We pray for the thousands of others who have believed in you as well after they heard the gospel, but we pray for a few by name. We pray for Mahesh, George, Clems, Isaac, and John, and we pray, Lord, for the people who have come back to you after they heard the preaching of the whole counsel of God. Help them to stand strong in the faith and to never get back into a backslidden state. We pray for Esther, Matthias, Joyce, Neo, and Nasifio. Na if so. And we commit these souls into your hands as well as ours. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for a sake. 
Amen. Dear friends, if you missed the preaching of the gospel, the Bible says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Pray to him right now and ask him to save you, believing in your heart that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow morning around 11 o'clock Central Time, 12 o'clock Eastern. If the Lord should tell is coming and we live and I'm in good enough health and all of those good things, uh, until then, pray without ceasing. And also, uh, remember what the Marines say, Semper Fidelis. Be always faithful to the Lord because he's always faithful to us. And what the Air Force boys say, Semper Supra, always above. Keep your heart and mind stayed on the Lord and give him all of the glory and the credit for all of it is due his name. Pray without ceasing. Read the word of God. Pray with your family. Read the Bible with your family no matter how hard it may be. God bless you, dear friends, until we meet again as the music plays.